0: As a human, for every click of a button that you have in your, in your test, which is thousands, you can't remember, oh, wait a second, I use this property, but this is, I'm going to change it, so I need it. you can't remember all those things. Uh, for a computer, that's like.
1: Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. It is episode 250 of 20 Minute Leaders. Our guest is Oren Rubin, the founder and CEO of TestMIO. He has over 20 years of experience in tech, focusing on products for developers at IBM, Wix, Cadence, Apple Tools, and now TestMIO. In addition to being a busy entrepreneur, Oren is a community activist, the co organizer of several meetups and conferences, mentored at the Google Launchpad Accelerator, and taught at the Technion University.
0: Owen Rubin, thank you
1: so much for joining me on 20 Minute Leaders. It's been a while, but I'm so glad that
0: I finally caught you. How are you? Indeed, doing great, my friend. How about you?
1: Doing fantastic. You were so kind and gracious to invite me to a wonderful dinner a few months ago. I don't know if you remember, but you brought a, you brought a great focus group. We talked about testing. We talked about research and development. And we talked about the struggles of building beautiful products. And it was very inspiring for me. So thank you for the invitation for that.
0: Uh, you're welcome, my friend. Any chance to see you is great.
1: I love it. Uh, Oren, you have a, a, a beautiful journey from IBM to Wix to Apple Tools to now TestingIO with a lot of things in between that I didn't even mention. Um, but it doesn't do justice to, to the core of your journey. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how do you even get involved with, with testing?
0: Well, First of all, notice that it goes from bigger companies to smaller, like IBM 300... I was employee 330 uh, cadence. That was employee number 5,000. Uh, Wix. That was 151. Uh, aptitudes That was employee number one. And with testing. That's employee number zero. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. So that's a beautiful <laughs> funnel. And slowly through that funnel, you're getting closer and closer to to this idea of quality and and architecture, right?
0: I think I think quality was always there in the in, in in the around me. Like for example, at IBM, things needs to be tested. I love doing that and actually making sure When you as an engineer, you want to deliver a product, you want to make sure that it's high quality. Of course, you want to with and also helping with the tools. Um, as a young engineer, it's like I love those. Actually, so later with Cadence. Um, I was a compiler engineer there's a there's a there's a language there's two languages that was deve- were developed in Israel so I was I was it was glad to be working on one of them uh but the nice part is it was a it was a language for hardware verification uh so that means uh my users as they say uh were people that are testers so to understand what they're doing you need to understand a little bit about test, test automation or in this case hardware automation wow. so I always had this thing in the background, and even then, when I went to Wix, uh, of course, I did some side project, and that's how Wix got to me and said, "Hey, we're moving from this thing from Flash to HTML. Come and help us build this product." Um, and everything was tested manually. As a as a person that came that saw that everything was tested automatically, and even had a special, special language for that, I was like, "What? No, no, no way! We will, are we going at Wix to do it manually?" So then you start pushing in a company, which a company already has a few hundred people. It's like, uh, it's not that simple to make the change, uh, but luckily you amazing founders. Uh, and I work closely with uh Anna Davrami and Yoav Avrami, more on the technical side. I was, uh, uh, for everyone who didn't get that, I'm an engineer uh, that turned into the dark side uh, of product and business. But, um, but back then it weeks i saw the challenge already and and um, and how to change a company and how to make it from only manual testing for to be full ci cd
1: what was the most difficult journey of taking a company of a few hundred developers you know hundreds of thousands or potentially millions of lines of code and, put, and now slowly transitioning to automatic testing. I know how difficult it is to do it when you have zero lines of code. But how how difficult is it to do it when you have a lot of lines of code?
0: So, so I think in weeks it was a little bit easier because they were were just building a new product, so okay. that made it easier. But you need to convince people of actually that right uh, the way of thinking should be different. And you need to find out who are the people that can move something inside the organization. It's always like that. It's, whether that's uh, in, in the technical side or not, but you need to understand who are kind of like the champions. Who are the people that you need to get them excited, one by one, get them excited. And eventually, you'll have, you'll have the majority of people that are, that are rooting for that and will start pushing toward that and will make the change.
1: Okay, so, Oren, I have, I have a challenge for you. Are you ready? I want you, I want
0: you to get me excited about testing. Get me excited. Because where you work, you already use testing. Are you testing about, wait a second, are you talking about test automation or testteam.io?
1: Let's start with this idea of why testing is even important.
0: Well, you always test. You don't even know about it, but you always test. The question is when. The question is, who's testing it? Are you testing it, or are your users? Nah. So, but, so bugs hurt your business, and it depends on the company that it hurts you in a different way. And some come bugs, like uh, like uh, Intel had, that costed four billion dollars and the branding. Right. Wow, right. I remember that. Like, oh yeah, I, not to mention uh, spaceships that that exploded, dude. It's it's very it's critical to make sure that you're testing. Um, you're making sure that your product does exactly what you want. So some companies, very few, like Netflix can say, wait a second, if, it, if something doesn't work, you'll come back uh, in 30 minutes. But in a lot of cases, think about the weeks that someone wants to pay now or PayPal or anyone that wants to pay something for a product. If that doesn't, doesn't work for the next 30 minutes, they'll go to the competition. Right. So you right. lose money. So okay, so I'm convinced... Of,
1: I'm convinced that <laughs> testing is important, but, you know, when I started uh, my first uh, my first few days as a software engineer, I was told that before I deploy my product, I need to write a bunch of manual tests on Jira, follow them manually, and that's enough. Uh, then I'll deploy. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with ideology that I'll just write some manual tests, I'll repeat them every deployment, and there, there's nobody better than my own two eyes, right?
0: Hmm. So I think there's a few things that that actually happen in the last decade. Um, one is that you you find out that the earlier you find a bug, the, the cheaper it is to fix it. So right. if you find it just before production or a month earlier, then it will it will, that's a great uh, improvement and ROI. So that's one thing. The second thing is. You actually manually, you can't, you can't, you don't have enough people in the world. I just say you're, you're, there's a hundred developers. If you want to run your tests before every pull request, and there's a lot of those, um, and you'll need thousands of manual people, manual testers that would go and click on stuff. And you can't do that. If you want to, first of all, if you want to uh, go with the, with the paradigm which is called shift left, you need a lot of you need a lot of tests, and that means parallelization. And then you order to get there's environment. You want to run different browsers, different parameters. He, there's not enough humans in the world, uh, and that's why we go to machines. So and they do it much better. Than us, Much better. And you're gonna miss some stuff, and the machine is not gonna miss that.
1: Right. Even I- without coffee. I have to say that uh, one of the first time that I used the uh, snapshot testing, it was still back in uh, in the IDF, and I remember that I, I was developing this website and and I ran my manual tests and everything seemed good and I had j- just started playing around with with taking the snapshots uh, through Jest, I believe, and uh, and all of a sudden it showed me that uh, that a part of the website that I didn't even notice started shifting, and and I could only imagine how this could roll. And this bug would continue and cost me more and more. Oren, I, but I have to ask, before we get to test M.I.O., you go through these companies, you, you do all sorts of different technologies. And at the end, you decide that you're passionate about automatic testing and helping organizations around the world to a better test and do it in a more fun and scalable way. Why do you focus on that? Why is that the passion at the end?
0: I think that it actually started with the second thing of what you said, lado, which is I wanted to help and say uh, I love and so are you. You you like you we love help to help people, and but now we need to understand how can I help uh, and what is the best thing that I can do to help people and of course to affect much as much as more uh, as possible. Because if you if you work for one one company you help them if you work at a company, but if you Deliver a product that can help thousands of companies. Then you get you you feel uh, you can help the uh, large scale of the world. So it starts with that the, the fact that you want to help and the fact that you need to understand what can I do uh, what can I do best. And I think when I asked about different questions about talk to uh, before starting t- testing, I talked to so many VP engineers in Israel and uh, the world. And in Israel, it was much easier because everyone is, is like in a walking distance, yeah. or nowadays zoom distance. Um, but you find out where, the, where are their challenges, what are their pains. That's the most important thing. And, I, and it's weird that a lot of, I don't know a lot of engineers go to the the dog side of the business and begin started by a startup. The most important thing that they need to remember, that's uh, uh, someone that someone taught me a few years ago. You start a conversation not by explaining what your product does. is explaining what is the pain of the the other person. You never, and everyone keeps saying things that uh, salespeople are sleazy and like, no, it doesn't supposed to be like that. Have a product that answers someone's pain. They'll want to buy it. But usually a salesperson, sometimes they have struggled to buy it. The salesperson is just to navigate that and make sure that they're going to make it in the most easiest way. It all starts with, hey, you're solving, you're, uh, you're solving a real challenge.
1: So how long so did that it take? So, so you entered the startup phase very convinced that you're solving a deep problem. You've experienced it yourself. You're talking to a bunch of VP engineers. You're doing your research. What is the solution that you come up with that could solve this, the, this problem for a lot of people?
0: Um, I saw that most people didn't even get started with testing, uh, right. test automation, and there I have noticed trends. First of all, there's actually a trend. There was one that code is moving to the front end. Like every ten years, code is moving from the back end to the front end. Mm-hmm. It was mainframes, then uh, that's the back end. Then it was personal PCs. The code was in the front end. Then the web came along, and the servers, and the code again was a lot of the most of the code was in the back end. Now we noticed. React, Angular apps, there's like so many of, of the code, business, critical business right. logic was moving to the front end and nobody knew how to test it. So everyone, I see that there's a channel, everyone says, oh, wait a second, I used to have one line of call in the front end, which I tested manually. Now I have a million of those. How the hell do I test it? Right. And of course, test end to end. So we saw... Uh, 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 the trend. First of all, you see a trend and you're saying, hey, it's going to spike. The testing on the front end is going uh, to is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, trend. And what are the existing tools? And the existing tools, if you think about that, uh, just understanding uh, a megabyte 20, 15 years ago, last time the front end was in the center, uh, it was so much uh, information like the, one one gigabyte it was like oh my god it's so huge we, we the, the methods things like AI didn't exist twenty years ago like think of the change that's been right. since and then you're thinking uh, what what has changed and how can I use technology to actually solve something that uh, that's needed
1: and so start with that see so start with that and so what is what what is the product now that you've been working on for the past few years that I've also had a pleasure of playing around with quite a few times.
0: Um, So we, and what we saw when we said, wait a second, to uh, help with end-to-end testing, we said, one of the biggest challenges was that the UI keeps changing all the time. And the current, all the current technologies use one property you have to say, hey, find this button based on I don't know, the text, you have to, first you have to name it, you have to do it yourself. And that's literally, I could do it, calling it like, almost like doing it manually. Um, and the second thing is that it changes, the application keeps changing, but but you can't, as a human, for every click of a button that you have in, in your test, which is thousands, you can't remember, oh, wait a second, I use this property, but this is, I'm going to change it. So I need to, you can't remember all those things uh, for a computer. That's like that's like no brainer. They can follow, and for every click, you can have thousands of different attributes uh, and features, and you can say, "Oh, I can find it in more ways than a human. Things that a human didn't even think about. I can think of a, a ways to, have to find that element." So, in in here specifically, uh, we we took the pain that people had, which is how do I test faster? Right. I want to release tomorrow. Why do I need to write a test for a week? I need it in five minutes. And the challenge of, in that case, it's uh, it's called testability or test flakiness and taking those challenges and saying, hey, how can I have a uh, a solution that's that solves those questions?
1: right. And that so and, and that solution becomes uh, testmio uh, based out of San Francisco.
0: that's yeah, that's the beginning. After that, you see why people come to you and you talk to you talk the more customers you have you understand what exactly they want you see more challenges and and then you started seeing hey I can do more things I can help them I then they started saying hey there's duplications everywhere how can I find out and then you're saying oh we can use the same technology to find all the duplications and recommend to you how to use a reusable component those things always come uh with, with, you know, talking to customers, understanding their challenges, because they always ask one feature, you talk to them, you understand what the challenge is, and then you say, hey, here's another feature which is much better.
1: So Oren, talk to me a little bit about this feedback cycle, this agile methodology that you're using uh, of of, developing a product, watching your users, talking to them, understanding the pain points. Obviously, as somebody who's been doing it for years, as an engineer yourself, you can sympathize very, very well with with these pain points. How do you then translate that into a product that doesn't yet exist, right? Because you're developing products that don't yet exist, you're taking pain points that do exist, and you're creatively finding solutions for them through TestMIO. So how does that process look like?
0: Um, I I think in my case, it helps that I've been in this domain for a long time. Right. And first of all, I there was a company that was willing to pay even before we had the product. Wow. Uh, that was, I think, about sixty thousand dollar contract. And I showed them sketches. So I think they trusted me because they saw earlier when I worked at in in Uplitude, they saw me building a product from from idea to a real uh, a real product. And I think they trusted. So that's you need to build that that trust with the community. Um, But, but I think it's, it's working very closely with, with the customers from day zero and ongoing all the time, working with them. You have one thing and that's in the beginning of a call. Let's just say someone's paying you already. You have one thing that you have to ask them in the beginning. What are your goals? What are your goals? And how can I make you the happiest person in the universe? And, and then you start thinking, okay, let's do this. Uh, by the way, the trick here, the trick here is that sometimes um, a person's goals and the company goals, they don't all necessarily all, all, all the time align. I think, I think it's very important uh, when you're building a product, it's also, uh, you need to start understanding how do people, how do they think, what makes them happy, and where do they wanna be? And it's funny because it's like everyone asked, uh, where do you want to be in five years? You have to know that right. in, in a 30 minute conversation and to have, understand that with that person, where do they want to go and make them happy? So hey, there's that. two things. You said, we said we're talking about sell. The only thing is trying to understand what people want as the, as the, the individual. Second thing is what makes the company or the manager, what would make the manager happy?
1: I love that. Oren, where where do you see this going in five, ten years? The industry, not necessarily just test MIO, but but this idea of 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 test of, of tests first and, and test driven mentality. What what where, where do you see us going in 10, 15 years in terms of, of development?
0: Um first of all, I think developers there's always talking about the shift left that developers do testing earlier. I right. think developers will also the shift right. Developers will be much more connected to what's going on in production mm. all the time. When they see something, when something, something doesn't, doesn't work, I think that everything that's going on in production, you'll understand, first of all, what are your users doing? Right now, when someone's writing tests, they don't even know what's going on in production. That's crazy. Right. They don't know right. what, are, what are the users usually doing. Imagine that you w- that you do know what all your users are doing, what are things that you didn't do. If something, a bug happened and you know exactly what the scenario is automatically. So I think those are, but that's, you'll need 10, 20 years for that. Uh, that could be, that's going to be much sooner. I think, uh, after that, I think there will be, um, you will connect more the product level. I think you'll be able to test more or define what the scenarios, when you're talking about the product, this is what I want the product to be. Okay, here's my test, automatically generated. Right. Those would have to come. I love, but that. it's. Uh, yeah, right. I, I think I think <laughs> it has to come there. It has to, It will be there. Don't worry. I
1: I, I love that, and uh, and I had the pleasure of both uh, developing with testing and without testing. And I can definitely testify that it's, a, it's a different world. And uh, when building the application, uh, the number of times that I found myself breaking my head against the wall when I didn't do test driven development, it was, it was awful. So to all my friends at Stanford maybe 200 that are listening to this. Uh, I, I'm a huge believer both in Testim and Testim.io, uh, and thank you for introducing me to this world. Uh, a lot of it is due to the work that you're doing with Testim and IO that I got involved more and more and learned about it. So thank you for that. But Oren, before we before we finish, I need to ask you for the most important question, which is three words that you would use to describe yourself. And describe I know that, I, and I apologize in advance that I did not. I did not. Uh, tell you enough time in advance. So I'll, I'm not going to
0: hold you accountable to that. Um, do I have have to describe myself in three words?
1: However you'd like to answer the question.
0: No. So I'm, first of all, I think like a lot lot of entrepreneurs, I am, I'm a person that loves learning. I love, and, and I think, uh, I'm doing what I, enjoying myself the most, which is I'm learning every day, even years, even in the same company, you keep learning it all the time. So I love that. Um, and, but things that I think the people don't know about me is that on one hand, I play the guitar. He's always, always played, uh, please the electric guitar. Um, I love that. and on the other hand, uh, I love rock. And on the other hand, uh, I play chase chess now every day. But actually, wow. not just regular chess. It's bug house. It's a chess variation, uh, two people versus two people. So it's a little bit more. You have to look at two boards. Um, wow. And it's this is uh, this this is the nice part when it's more. It's it's of course you have to think about you know uh, ten moves ahead, and of course there's another board, but there's also communication with other people. So I think. Um, so I think, and I see you like that as well. I can see that. Uh, it's not just about technology and ideas and about cracking the, the, the optimal just uh, uh, solution how to win your opponent. You need, you have a partner and you need to talk to them and tell them what you need and you need them to help you out and you help them. Which is, I think this is, this is uh, uh, what, I love, uh, what I love most and is that working with people and having that, building that all together.
1: Uh, the next thing I'm going to do right about this is two things is first invite you to, to a game on chess.com and the next one is looking up this two versus two game uh, because it looks wonderful or thank you very much this was uh, this was just wonderful thank you
0: ah, you're welcome my friend
1: take care